Hi everyone, welcome to Grown Up. I'm Laura Blair. And I'm Abby Blaze. And today we're going to talk about how to combat loneliness and boredom during lockdown slash coronavirus situation. And just generally in the past six months, because it's been a bit crap, hasn't it? It's definitely been a little bit crap. Because I think this week, I don't know whether anyone else has felt like this, but I felt really deflated. And I know we all knew it was coming. Like the second wave, we all knew it was coming. But yeah. there's something about it coming into place that I just felt really deflated. And you know what, though? I think as well, like the weather's been really off. And I feel like for me, when the, when it's raining and it's dark outside, I always feel a little bit more gloomy anyway. And then it's like, oh, you're not allowed to have any fun. Or yeah. go anywhere, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Do you remember back in March when it was so sunny? We had like the sunniest March and April ever, and it's usually so trenchy rainy. And I feel like it was giving, like the weather was giving us life. And it's so true when it's miserable, you just feel like. So this is what has like given us the idea for this podcast today. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to talk about feeling glum because we all feel it too. So we're going to talk about ways that we think help us and just generally have a chit chat about feeling positive because I think we all need a bit of a morale boost. Definitely, definitely. I've actually done a bit of research and I read that according to a study by the British Red Cross that 28% of those adults that were interviewed and questioned said that they felt like if something happened to them, no one would notice. So that's like not a good way to be feeling about yourself. And 24% of adults are feeling lonely because of lockdown, which is quite a lot of people. It is a very lonely time. And I, I think I was telling you, like, I obviously live alone. And before in my previous life, I always keep referring to this previous life, like, I would just... I felt like living alone was really blissful. Like I was so busy running around London. Then I'd come home at night and I'd be like quite blissful on my own, but then switch it. And I'm in my flat by myself 24 seven. And it's just a, it is a very lonely place. Mm. I think there's a difference between feeling lonely and feeling isolated. Like, although I wasn't lonely in terms of like, I've got a load of people around me. I have you. (laughs) Like I have a really good support system, but actually the isolation of solely being by myself, I really, it really confirmed to me that I need human interaction. Yeah, definitely. And, And I think as well, like you can be, you can have people around you and still feel lonely. So it's like the type of people that you have around you as well. So some of us might have family around us, but not be able to see our friends and feel lonely because of we're missing that friendship yeah. situation. Or if people might be missing like going out on dates, but they're fine because of they do have their family, but it's a different type of loneliness. And I just think there are different, different like needs that different people fill. Yeah. Is there a time in the past six months, when's been the lowest, when's been your low point? When did, when did you hit rock bottom? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I can't like sit like pinpoint in time, but I feel like maybe my low points, like, I think it was a few weeks in, I felt down. And then right now, April. And also, yeah. And also right now. And I can't necessarily say why it is. But I feel like other people are quite down and that makes me feel bad for them. Yeah. Like I work with single people and I know like there are loads of singles out there who want to be able to go on dates and they're not able to. And now they're being told I'm not allowed to have sex with people. And it's like... This just told me something that I didn't... (laughs) She was like... We're not allowed to have sex anymore. Not that, (laughs) not that it's an issue for me because it won't happen in any way. But 
Apparently people aren't allowed to go out and have sex anymore, which I actually agree with because I think it's one of the worst ways that you can catch corona. <laughs> like, if you think about it, it really, really is. But has Boris come out with that? I think it was this that dude Matt Hancock said there's some sort of new legislation where he said that you're not allowed to have sex with someone that you're not already in an established relationship with, which, which leads people to question what is in this... 2020 what is an established relationship what isn't how are they going to even police that do you know what though i was really thinking about if i started seeing someone or dating someone before it progressed i'd really because of obviously i had corona and i don't i don't want that again i would seriously have to have a conversation like probably before it got serious like it would before like i would prematurely have a conversation like please don't sleep with anybody else (laughs) (laughs) ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
there's a day at the end of my uh, corona journey where it was like hell on the bathroom floor and I, I even messaged you the other day didn't I I was like I've just had a little crack because I envisioned myself on the bathroom floor yeah <laughs> I think it's horrible to be ill on your own and like you want your mom you want your family and you can't you don't have those people, they literally can't be there for you. Like, how did you cope with that? I think you, I was, I did a video on this the other day on six month post-corona and you go into, when something traumatic happens, you go into fight or flight mode. So it actually didn't bother me being alone. And to some extent, I'm so glad I was alone because that day <laughs> that we don't talk about, I just was so glad that I was alone. So I didn't really think about it. And actually I wasn't in an emotional or mentally down during Corona. Like I was just in a fight or flight mode. Mm-hmm. And after Corona, I was just so pleased to be alive that I was really generally happy for ages. And like the only time that I really got really down was maybe like two weeks ago. Yeah, and when it things had suddenly gone back to, to normal, we'd been go, I'd been to a few dinners, like a few events, and I don't know, we grasped a little bit of what normal life. Yeah. and then the second wave started to creep up, and it was that. Even though we knew it was all coming, it was that realization that oh my god, this is going to go on for a year. Yeah, and then how long after that? And I think it's really difficult when you can't see an end point. Yeah, and there will be an end point, and it will get better when you can't see the end point. I think that's when people struggle. It was just really disheartening, wasn't it? But I think a re- it's really smart. One of my favorite, which favorite sayings that came out of this podcast, it's really smart to be self-aware. Yeah. So when I'm down or feeling low, I think I have a habit of like really confront- confronting myself. Like what is making me down? Like, what is this? And make the changes. Like I don't dwell on the downness. We have what me and Abby call an emotional shit and I love it. <laughs> um, I had one the other day. Did you? Yeah. I think it's really healthy to have an, an emotional... You explain what an emotional shit is. An emotional shit is where your emotions are built up and built up and built up and then you just have a good old cry and it doesn't matter whether you even know why you're crying. Yeah, or you don't you have to justify it. it. You just release the emotion. Cry your eyes out. And then afterwards, you generally feel a little bit calmer, especially if you can talk to someone. It's a like, release, it's isn't it? Like also, yeah, it's definitely a release. It's like sometimes you, something's on your mind and it's building, it's building, you're not able to express it and you actually should designate a time for an emotional shit. Like I actually yeah, you have should. that before where I'm like, in the daytime, I'm like, I have to go home and do a cry. It's funny because I'm so programmed to like get over relationships now because so many of them have sadly (laughs) cheated on me. But I am like, I let myself, I allocate my day an emotional shit day where I cry about it. I get all the tears out. Then the next day I get up, get the shower, go to the gym and no longer need to cry. I think it's so important to do an emotional shit. So I had an emotional shit. Yeah, it's not not weak either. No. Yeah, it's releases something it's part of normal life to feel down like if we were on a happiness level all the time like you are going to feel down in life but the the you have to be a spring when you hit bottom you spring back up like it has to be like that Mm. and know that it's just normal so when I get down I was feeling down the other week and it was the deflated mood that we were just oh god we're doing it all over again and the thought of like Christmas alone like I was saying to you like what if I can't go home for Christmas I was like you can and I was just like, what can I do to change this? So I've just planned out as well, like career-wise, what I'm going to do to change things. And I'm going to completely change my environment. Like I think I mentioned this before, I'm going to move yeah. house. Yeah. I'm going to start doing yoga. 
yoga. I'm being a, and I think this whole lockdown period for me has really made me realize how much I need to be concentrating on my well-being. Yes. Like I think we all had a habit in our previous life, you know, that previous life we yeah. used to have. <laughs> of being too busy and like work, 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 work. And I think lockdown, something positive that's come out of it for me is that I, I want to be more into well-being and like not meditate. I hate the word meditation because it's got such a bad rep, but like, you know, just looking after yourself, like I'm going to do yoga. I'm going to drink green tea. I'm going to go for a Zen walk. Like I need to concentrate on being a little bit more like breathing a little bit more so that's what I thought I needed to do (laughs) I felt like one of the best things that I did just to keep myself sane was YouTube workouts I discovered YouTube did you so many did you do Joe Wicks is it Joe Wicks no I didn't yeah it is Joe Wicks I didn't do his workouts he was a kids aren't he was a lockdown sensation wasn't he he was but that wasn't it for just like children I don't know (laughs) I want something more hardcore so I do pop sugar workouts <laughs> that was like the most pathetic thing ever pop sugar workouts are absolutely awesome yeah online fitness went crazy during lockdown but that's that's a really good thing where you look at what people are needing like it was a huge shift in people needing online workouts mm. so that's just one example if you can be clever and figure out what people need during this time yeah and provide that for yeah people. like i came to brick row because if you guys don't know i'm a fashion influencer so i was like people aren't really shopping anymore like what do people need people don't want clothes to buy because where are they going so i've had to really think about where this is going like and it's if you sink or swim over lockdown it's figuring out what your needs where your needs have changed and if you've got some sort of business or trying to make a career it's like where have other people's needs changed so what have you changed then in terms of like what sort of stuff you're nothing yet (laughs) (laughs) no joke i literally have been just trying to get yeah because honestly that's what the past six months have been like for me so i feel like now i'm just getting my like teeth back into it but for honestly for so long i've just been trying to survive so let's talk a little little bit more about love in lockdown because you're a dating coach aren't you abby I am indeed. people can find you on www.abbyplace.co.uk com com but if you do believe my own app as well <laughs> so i think i've dominated my own name on the internet that's good so you work a lot with single people during this time don't you yeah so what's the main difference you've seen well at the start of lockdown the work just vanished um, I think it did in every industry. My industry, everyone's balls went back into... Everyone <laughs> just like... retreated. No one wants to spend any money. Everyone felt like the world's going to end and a zombie might appear, so you don't want to go out on yeah. a date in case you get by a zombie or anything crazy might happen. So no one was dating. Can I mention something as yeah. well? I found really interesting because... I- Abby's in a relationship, she's a dating coach, but I'm single, I'm in, I'm in the pool. <laughs> so I've, I am on Hinge and I'm on Raya. Yeah. They're two dating, two different types of dating apps. And what was really interesting, at first, for the first couple of weeks, I think it was very hardcore. Like, it, it was like, date, like, match after match after match. Men were, I don't know about women, but I obviously got men. And they were very into the dating thing. And then a couple of weeks later, it was like everyone just vanished into their little holes. Yeah. And I feel like it's still kind of like that. Like, okay. no, no one's really pushing it as much as the previous life. Okay. 
my perception of it is that we are now, and we're not just saying this, as matchmakers, which is different to using apps, it's much more like you get less dates and it's much more like thought out. So I guess it's in a way safer because people have been vetted and they're not going on tons and tons of Do dates. they have to have a corona test before they go on a date? No, but I mean, that could become a thing. Could become a thing. Could become our uh, way in to get more clients. But we have more clients than we ever have had. And also with the coaching and stuff, I'm starting to get more clients through that as well. People, I think, are a bit fed up with apps at the moment and feeling a bit exhausted by them. But I would say that 100% there are loads of people out there who want to make genuine connections. I was running a meetup group as well at the start of lockdown, which I set up. It's called Single and Socially Distancing. And at the start of lockdown, I was really busy. On, I had like weekly meetups like through, you know, when we were actually in lockdown. And it was quite busy, people were coming and we were having really good chats every Sunday. And then that kind of died to like nothing, so I'm not doing them anymore. But if there was a demand there, that's something that I'd start to do again with people. Um, but at the moment, I'd say people are keen to date and actually get out there and do it. But that people are feeling generally a little bit tired from like being on Zoom all the time, being on the apps all the time. Imagine a Zoom date. I'd be so nervous. Would you? Yeah. My issue is with online dating is I can't find a, I can't, I'm not the type of person who can have a connection over a photograph. Yeah. I absolutely would not get excited about someone's photo. Yeah. That's common and normal. And that the best way around that is to always read the profile and be a bit slower. And also, like, when you're on the apps, like, don't use them all the time. Just do it, like, 15 minutes a day at a time when you're quite relaxed, when you're not distracted by other things. I think that's a good strategy for, like, getting good matches. But, yeah, just don't expect to be wowed by people on a photo. Because if it's not happening, it's probably never going to happen. Yeah. And if, you, if you're stuck, you should try something else, which would be, am I repulsed by this person? No. Do they look all right? Yes. Do they have something in their bio that's of interest to me? Yeah. And then you can just start a conversation. Do you know what I really did enjoy, though? The park dates. I thought that was lovely. I do. I do. Grab a Starbucks, go to the park. I really enjoyed that because it kind of put off the pressure of like a date. I personally, I know a lot of women like to be wined and dined, but I personally love a very chilled date where it's not too much pressure. Yeah. Like come meet me in the park mm. for a cup of tea was really ideal. I think that is good, especially for a first date because you're probably both a bit nervous. And if it's like a full dinner, you might feel trapped. I'm so clumsy. (laughs) I just worry that I'm going to get it all down me. And I can't, you know, when I go to a restaurant, I took the serviette into my clothes, don't I? (laughs) I have serviettes everywhere. So I'm just so clumsy that I just panic. I don't know what it is. I know, but I don't think you need to worry so much about how you look when you're eating. Like, honestly, most men don't care. Like, you'll just be like ecstatic to be on the date. I don't know what you. I don't know what it is about it. I really enjoyed the park date. So that was one thing that came out of lockdown that was good. And also it made me, seeing who was there during the worst times was really eye-opening and who wasn't. Yeah. Like some people have, like the people that I have remained close to during this time says a lot. And the people that I haven't seen one bit says a lot, I think. I think it does as well. That's how I felt. And that was another point in time where I felt lonely was after, I know I talk about it a lot, and I'm sorry I always bang on about it, but um, when my mum died, I felt quite aware of who checked in on me and who just didn't. And I could understand that people didn't, like, know what to do in that spot, but I was so grateful for the people 
that reached out to me. So yeah. if you're like sat there and you are feeling lonely, reach out to someone else. Yeah. I think like people should reach out to people yeah. more. I really less. want to come up with a concept for something for people to do. And I think obviously with the platforms that I have, it would be a good idea. Like I want to do, if anyone's got any ideas, let me know. (laughs) It could be a Friday night quiz. There's one thing that we did do as a family in lockdown. I, we would hold, so like someone would organize a quiz each week. So one member of the family would organize a quiz, sometimes twice a week when it got really tough. But honestly, I've never laughed so much in my whole entire life. Like it brought all the family together. We'd all sit there on Facebook Messenger and like someone would do the quiz, but because everyone was so rubbish, like it just made me crack up so much. But honestly, that was one really good thing. I thought it brought people closer together. So let's do, if it goes down to lockdown, let's organise a massive quiz for everyone to do. <laughs> really stupid question. Yeah. Like the most stupid quiz of all time. But just be, just be like joke questions, but real. But doing that, honestly, was, I had the biggest laughter I had in a long time and I just got over Corona and it made my lungs really sore laughing so much. But I would never have done that before. Mm. So just taking, I like, I'm such a lover of board games and like, if I lived with people, I'd be like, do you want to pick cards? Have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? No. Oh, that's an interesting one. Have a look into it. Very, very interesting. <laughs> so this is a bizarre, bizarre one, but I used to live in Lebanon, Beirut, just by where the bomb was. <laughs> but um, in Beirut, the electricity goes off every so often for a couple of hours. So for part of every day, you don't have electricity. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. And you could be in pitch black. Is it? the same time each day or no so your different boroughs take it in turns oh really unless you're rich enough to have a generator so we're and i mean really rich but that time we all used to get like the candles out we used to play card games and like and people would be like oh that's awful but actually it was so much fun yeah you got no phones and like just it was just a different lifestyle so yes it's awful that we're in this situation but let's think of things that we could do to bring people together I think yeah I think there are loads of things out there now you can even like for singles it's like virtual dating you know you can do speed dating events and I think these things will continue to pop up it's like that whole thing you were saying about when people need something things shift so I do think that whilst it won't be enjoyable the winter we've done one lockdown so we can get through another one and it will probably we're more like in a position to actually handle it yeah no one will be buying too much toilet roll (laughs) well apparently um they've already already yeah yeah they have there's um that you can only have like one toilet roll in sainsbury's at the moment yeah we we did an Ocado shop and we couldn't get everything i think that's good because it was not necessary (laughs) although i am now a hoarder of both toilet paper and paracetamol (laughs) (laughs) i've got like a mountain stack in my bathroom i've got the tiniest bathroom i'm not not joking it's like halfway up the 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 stack of it Mm. so i wanted to go back to talking about isolation because i think being lonely and feeling isolated are very two separate things yes like you can be with someone in a house and feel lonely yeah you can be on your own, not feel lonely, but feel isolated. Well, I think the difference, the actual technical difference between isolation and loneliness is loneliness is a feeling of sadness and isolation is like something that you can measure. So you're isolated if you never see any other people, but you might not feel lonely. Yeah. So you can be not isolated and still feel lonely. Yeah. 
I definitely felt isolated. You were isolated. Yes, I was. <laughs> you were. Yeah, by law. And well, then you felt lonely as well. Yeah. And I don't think I felt lonely because I was very good at keep. I'm very, I'm very good at keeping myself occupied. Yeah. And okay. there was on occasion when I did want a cuddle. Like a cuddle yes, would have been nice. Yeah. Like I need, I really craved human touch at one point, especially yeah. after Corona. When I got better, I really needed a hug, mm. and I wasn't lonely. Like I'm very good at like keeping myself busy, and I'm very, I'm one of those people that loves spending time by myself. Yeah, but I needed a, I needed a human. It was yeah, really I'm weird. Still, like, love language, I'm, I'm still looking. By the way, <laughs> if anyone's interested, <laughs> DM for details. <laughs> But yeah, I need a human touch. Yeah, and I think that some of us, we all need it. We need love in some form, but some people crave touch more than other people do. So some people yeah. struggle much more with that. So you might be more of a My love person. language is touch. Yeah. Like if someone says a nice compliment, it goes over my head, but if someone touches me, I'm like, oh, hello, come <laughs> to me. <laughs> no, it's true. Like I'm, very t- I'm a very touchy, feely person when I'm, I'm, I love someone. Yeah. But before lockdown even happened, did, were there times when you felt lonely just in general? Like, is there a point in your life where you felt isolated? Yeah, really badly. When? when I started my YouTube channel, it's one of the reasons I did start it because I turned to YouTube to, and it really eased my loneliness because I was in a really, not, I'm not going to talk too much about it, but I was in a relationship that took me away from all the people around me. Like, he isolated me from the world. Yeah. Um, it happened over a very long period of time, so I didn't notice it happen until it ended and then I came out and I was like oh my god it hit on me how isolated he'd taken me away Mm. and my I hold my hands up like I was naive to this like I should have been stronger whatever blah 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 this is another whole topic but um yeah I felt really really lonely really really isolated and I turned to YouTube for help. It really drew drew me back to life and I started watching these vlogs I think this is one of the reasons why YouTube is so successful because I started watching girls the same age as me mm-hmm. every day and they felt like my friends. And then I started my own YouTube channel because I wanted to be that support for other people. Yeah. And then I got my life back together because they took away my loneliness, if that makes sense. I know that sounds really sad and pathetic, does it? No. <laughs> but it was weird that the putting myself in into the YouTube world help me stop feeling lonely. So I guess you need to find something to take your mind off the loneliness so you can work on getting yourself out of it because it can consume you. My most lonely thing, time, should I say, was also linked to a man. These bloody men. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was involved. You know, like I have to say, like, I can take accountability for my own self in that situation. I just remember feeling, not suicidal, I'm not going to say that, but I was in this really, not even a relationship, very toxic situation, whereby he was just flat out ignoring me, and I just couldn't, and he kept coming back and then ignoring me, and it was this cycle, which I like, I understand on a different level now, I understand what all of that stuff meant, but at the time I didn't, and I just remember at one point feeling so sad, so alone, because just no one understood why I was into this guy even. Like, that was another thing. It's like, no one got it. I felt like no one understood me. I didn't get it. I know. <laughs> I still don't really get it. But I felt so bad. We've all been there. And I just thought to myself, like, I wasn't suicidal. 
but I thought if I felt like this every day for the rest of my life I completely understand why someone could become suicidal if you feel trapped and that there is no way out and I think that for me like I remember thinking monitoring how long it went on for and thinking if this goes on for like one more week or two more weeks I'll have to see a doctor like I remember like having that thought process yeah and I think I'm a really strong person yeah you are so that's some a toxic relationship like your one as well can bring you so low and I think that's part of the reason why I like working with people on their relationships and stuff because I understand how it feels yeah and I think loads of people do understand but when you're in it you feel like no one else gets it yeah I feel you're about to cry are you okay no it is I think again we need to talk about this a bit more but it's so important this is one of the reasons why I stay single for so long because I realized in my old age (laughs) at 32 that it's so important who you let in like I would just Mm. date willy-nilly like see a guy fancy him date him but now I'm a bit more rigid in who I let in because I know how much it can affect you 100% like you're better off pacing things slower and being very rational I know that's not romantic but the yeah. pain of like being in the wrong thing too quick too not, soon yeah which is good for lockdown because you have to take it slow yeah definitely. but so we both said here like I remember this time that I talked about just previously like I literally was like there is no way out I was in a nine-to-five job that I hated like it was so bad that job it, like even the physical work that I was doing like I was a middleman and I always got the blame from all directions like so the actual job that I was doing was depressing my relationship was depressing he'd moved me away from all my like he just I just felt so stuck and like you know which way you turn it feels like there's no answers but since then I've had the happiest most amazing life that I could have imagined so I'm glad I went through that because now I know that if I ever feel like that again I just have to figure out how to get out of it quicker yeah and don't panic if you don't feel like you can see the way out because there's there is always a way out that isn't so so extreme as like something like you know ending your life or yeah doing something to yourself or doing you know something to someone else like there's another option there always is and you need to speak to someone if you're in that headspace. Don't be afraid to speak to someone. And even if you feel like there's no way to go, you just, it's rock bottom, almost use it as a fresh start to create a life that you do want. Yeah. Like, if it can't get any worse, there's, there's nowhere the to go. The only way is to up. Like, Honestly. Like, make, turn, flip, flip it around. Get excited. Like, what can you do to change this? Mm. And I think you're never too old to start again. So if even if you're, like like more mature in your life like don't be afraid to like scrap things and start again because if you're not happy change Mm. change it so going through all these things in my 20s I feel like I've just become smart to be like very self-aware that when I'm feeling low like to change things straight away like to mix it up do different things I think also when you feel low start to, to track it can be helpful to track what your thoughts actually are. So, like, what is it? Because usually it's a thought that you're having about a situation rather than the situation itself. Yeah. So track what that thought is and start to, like, come up with alternative perceptions of what the reality might be. Because a lot of the time we we believe what we believed as a fact and it's just our opinion, it's just one person's perception. Ask someone else their view on a situation. Ask someone who's particularly positive what their slant on it might be just to start to shift your mind into a more like positive space. Yeah. And I know I always say this, but 
do exercise it releases happy yeah. endorphins and even if you feel rubbish like just get out and walk or move because moving your body will make you feel better it's like scientifically proven it releases yeah, I, happy endorphins I don't know how people don't exercise like I think it's the number for me the number one thing I'm not saying like it will solve like very very bad depression but for sure like in the situation we're in right now exercising cannot be a bad thing yeah it's, it's I used to game changer for me exercise has always been more of a mental thing for me than a physical thing like my body doesn't really change whenever I exercise but like I do it to get me in a good headspace and since corona haven't been able to exercise like I've been, had that ripped away from me like I ca cannot do cardio mm. and I found it really hard mentally like I've realized how much moving makes me happy so like if anyone is feeling depressed and doesn't do exercise like 100% just do it yeah just do it that's the Nike what? slogan logo. <laughs> so like to to round off this uh, podcast today what three things would you suggest one of mine was exercise so I've lost one <laughs> to um to do if you if we go into another lockdown and you want to you know stay feeling okay like what would your strategy be I think humans work really well with structure yeah. So all the way through our lives, like if you think of school, if you think of fa your family, you've always had structure. Like you go to work at this time, you have your lunch time here. So if you're struggling with maybe feeling a little lost, I suggest maybe, I don't listen to my own advice, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> um, but put structure into place. Like get up at a certain time, yeah. go do your workout till X time. You're going to mm. work on this bit of your career then. Yeah. Or if you're retired, going to work on a new project then. Yeah. And then allocate yourself for, Netflix Netflix's life Netflix. <laughs> allocate Netflix. your Netflix slot because we all love a bit of Netflix it is very and it's really perfect for the pandemic because it takes your mind away from it yeah but if you do Netflix all day it's like weird, yeah. eating cake all day it's yeah, not good yeah, but yeah. if you have your Netflix slot say two hours in the evening you'll look forward to it yeah you cook your meal so one of my key points is to have structure. No, yeah. Like write, write a little list. And yeah. Then you tick it off and then you feel like, even if it's like, do the laundry, when you tick it off, there's a sense of, did the laundry. Yeah, like, your to-do list. And it's not like big achievements, it's just little things. It can be little things, like even something like meditate for an hour or like do the God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like I always said, when, I wanna, when I'm going to retire, I'm going to write a book. Yeah. Memoirs. <laughs> You just need like something like we us as humans need structure, and then I would obviously number two do exercise. Yeah, completely so important. And number three is a really hard one to do, but you need to make your inside of your head a very happy place. Yeah, like you live your life in the inside of your head. Like if those thoughts aren't positive, then it's going to make you be an lead an unhappy life. Yeah. So if yeah. you clock, I read, it was an Instagram post and it was a girl saying, like, if you find yourself in a lift, I think she was, mm. and it's nasty or mean thoughts towards another woman, check yourself because that's jealousy. Or some, it was something Might like... Might not be jealousy though, but I know what you mean. Check yourself because why are you thinking Why are you thinking, why are you negative? Yeah. So if you have, if something is negative, I think this is really good for social media because a lot of social media can inject negativity. If something affects you in a negative, negative way, check it yourself. Like, what is that? Work out what is making you feel negative. And then once you figure it out, you can remove it. Yeah, and also like making sure that 
the people around you are the right types of people. Yeah. Like hard in this situation because <laughs> there's no one. There's no one, so it might be actually. But easy. yeah, 100%. Like, I am very quick to. And this sounds really mean. Like, I don't go around deleting friends. But if someone. I noticed I had a friend that was like very subconsciously. Was it passive aggressively? Passive? Passive, yeah. we'll go for. Was very passively dragging me down every time I met up with them. So mm. I would come away feeling really crap about myself Mm. and I don't necessarily need to feel good but I was like I'd always feel really rubbish like whether it would be like my skin or like my makeup or my hair and I it took me a while to get onto it but if previous to getting onto it I'd have thought like why do I feel negative here Mm. I would have been quicker to remove myself from that situation so just make your inside of your head really happy and if you find this really hard to do I think you really need to work on it because we live our lives in our heads so yeah some people find it helpful to write gratitude lists Mm. so like every morning get up and like just think about the things that you're actually grateful for yeah before you go into that yeah the things that you're not grateful for because there's a positive to every situation yeah gosh we're like we've got so much to feel thankful for right now so much go on what's your what you're grateful for my life (laughs) like (laughs) honestly it's really weird my perspective in life has changed a lot since because guys if you're new here i i had corona very severely um thought i was gonna die (laughs) um it changed me into thinking like just how grateful I was to for my health. Mm. So like the big thing, the things that I used to be so worked up about, like a boy cheating on me or like, oh, I didn't get this job booked. Like I just let it go now because I feel so much more happy just with being alive. I know that sounds weird. I feel really grateful for not having a terminal illness. Yes. And I just think we've got so much to feel lucky for. Yes, right now we're not doing all the amazing things we used to be doing, but we still have like each other. We still have Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, what have you you, you thought? My thoughts were very similar to yours, but the main one that I'd like to add would be to consider if you're in the position to, like a pet. Oh, yeah. Because my cats are like, I used to call them my therapy cats because they got me through like a lot of things. And I do think like there are so many animals out there that need homes. Yeah, rescue like, and a rescue cat. Rescue yeah. Cat or, like whatever, like it doesn't even need to be a cat. It could be like a goldfish. Like it could be just something that you get to yeah. look after that you, I know that sounds like the, maybe the saddest thing ever is someone looking after a goldfish and being Aww. lonely. But like I genuinely think like having like a purpose of like I care for this animal and they give love back as well. Yeah, it's really therapeutic stroke in there. Yeah, I remember like feeling down at times and then my cat had come in and like it's really hard to feel sad when you're stroking a cat. Yeah, when I... That... And I don't care what people say about crazy cat ladies. Like, you are a crazy cat lady. I think that everyone should be a crazy cat lady and at or... least crazy cat ladies are quite cheerful. <laughs> the time that I was talking about, my dog really helped me get through it. Yeah. He used to come and lick my... my... Um, my hand or whatever body part was <laughs> hanging like, out. What's <laughs> But until I got up in the morning, like he wouldn't leave me. It was really quite bizarre. They're very in tune. So I definitely recommend that, like go rescue a pet. But remember, a dog isn't just for the lockdown, it's for life. Yes. So guys, that's everything for this week. If you want to catch up with us during the week, please do give us a follow on at... Grown up underscore official. Why can I never remember that? I don't know. I'm always here. To say it. You are always here, Abby. That's so much deeper than that. And we will see you next week for another episode. Bye. Bye.